Hi there, welcome to Atomic Heart. I'm Adam Alicia speaking to you from my studio in Shekip May on the Kowloon side of Hong Kong. This is where I take a slow dive into the depths of my writerly anxiety while knowing there must be a person or two out there who might be able to relate. While most of you will probably have no idea what's happening here. And that's okay. Because I often come here with no idea of what's gonna happen. And yet things do end up happening. And we come away with something that sounds kind of like a podcast episode. I'm in a telling mood. And that's dangerous because telling tends to be dull. It doesn't lead to anything new. There's also the pressure of having to tell it well, which I dislike. But at the same time, I'm also kind of putting myself on the pedestal with a task of bringing something new here. At least I want to. Finding something new, at least. Yeah, I think finding is a better word. The window of the cafe overlooks the interior of an old-school shopping arcade known as the Frankie Center. Reflected in the window is the entrance of the cafe which is to my left, while on the other side of the glass, to my right, I see one of the entrances of the shopping arcade. And so here I am with a patch of sunlight buzzing on either side of me. There's also the building's information booth. I'm viewing it from a few steps below. The person inside is hidden. He decided to step out of his body, but the door didn't open. He unlocked it already, but the knob didn't turn. It got stuck. The last time it happened, he had to wiggle the knob a little, and the door would open. He had only imagined that. The door never opened. It was sealed and nailed to his chest. Touching any part of the door was physically painful. Tugging at the knob and trying to yank it open was like ripping his own skin from the inside. And so he told himself, 
I'll just stay. And he let out a long, deep breath. Then he went mad and started shaking the door, jamming different objects into the keyhole to loosen it, wrenching it, trickling repeatedly, metal on metal. If he couldn't open the door, he decided, he was at least going to rip through the flesh that kept it in place. That mixture of pain and exhilaration brought him a kind of pleasure, a kind of release. Over time, the dream of stepping out of himself and looking back at his body would lose its romantic quality. True love became sensing another person nearby who was also looking to step out. Our lives are filled with different deaths. Knowing you'll never see another person again is a kind of death. It might be the colleague who bid you farewell on their last day of work. It might be the girl who puts a straw into the plastic bag that holds your iced milk tea. It might be any seemingly pensive stranger with whom you shared a subway ride. It might also be someone very close to you. And without deciding to never see the person again, the two of you have just been sort of out of touch for a long time. It might be an apartment you're moving out of. But it's hard to label it death when you imagine how the next tenant would decorate the place. Even my face today is different from the one yesterday. The material that made up the person that was me from my favorite childhood photo taken when I was three, none of that is still in my body, according to science. But I'm not here to talk science. I only want to say that death is perhaps not all that scary when there's so many painless versions of it happening to me every day. And so many people I know are already there. Knowing I can interact with them without having to touch or say anything is a kind of comfort. It's a comfortable place, I like to think. Leaving on only the light near the door, I sit up on my bed. I thank my window for the view of other windows that still have lights inside of them. I quickly thank all the objects I cherish in my room. I hold the pillow in my chest. It's the closest thing to holding myself. I'm so thankful, I'd say, to my room. I'm so lucky to have this, and I should be using this as an opportunity to do this, and make this, and write this, and finish this, 
etc., etc. That's the way I used to talk to myself. Now I'd say, "I'm so thankful, so lucky." But I also know I can leave all you guys and still be okay when there comes a time to leave. I don't have to do anything. This is the part where I read you a nice poem I've recently come across. This piece is called "A Few Things You Should Know About Me" by Laura Golden, published in issue 90 of Rogue Agent. In a landscape of inanimate small objects. I was speaking very quietly, giving instructions that could not be followed. On the table, I was the dead woman on the table. It occurred to me to stop pretending. It occurred to me to take my head off and examine it. I found myself lacking in emphasis. I found a thought. That all I'd ever been was angry. I was apart from all the others, eating fruit, making embodied noises. I was walking slowly, making circles too small to permit of observation. I considered the cantilever window. I reviewed the sidewalk. And the intervening air. To undertake myself had been my dearest wish, and was the noblest of all my failed ambitions. This is Paul Gilbert. Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan, and we are Mr. Big. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. Okay, this is about all I have from Room 80 of Atomic Heart. Another multiple of ten, which feels like. Another tiny milestone. Today I read you the poem "A Few Things You Should Know About Me" by Laura Golden. I picked it because it's so visceral. To undertake oneself is something I'd occasionally think about as well, but I have a habit of giving it a brighter spin. Something to the extent of packing one's luggage for a journey into the comfortable unknown. Something like that. Anyways, 
From the random frames that started the show, here are some questions I want to leave you with. How do you hold yourself? I mean physically. What's it like for you to be holding yourself in a kind of embrace? Is it even something that you do? If so, when do you do that? When was the last time you did that? The last time you needed to do it, to bring yourself in. If anything resonated and you want to tell me about it, you can write me an email. The address is Adam A T O M at atomicheart dot fm. Yes, I'm an emailer. Because I find the instantaneous nature of social media a bit daunting at times. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Adam Alicia. Till next time, remember to keep it real and stay true to yourself. Bye now.